I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3, Double T 97.3.com. And the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank with Dr. Mike Gustafson and Clint Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today until 6.30. We'll have Game 3 coverage of the World Series. Texas Rangers and Arizona Diamondbacks tonight. The series tied at one game apiece. Uh, that coverage can beginning at 6.30 here on Double T 97.3. Over on 100.7, the score tonight beginning at 7. We'll have the high school fan zone featuring coaches from Coronado and Estacado. And then following that, we'll have coverage of Monday Night Football Raiders at the Lions. And if you're watching us right now on Fox 34 News Now, that's Gus's sweatshirt that's taking up the entire camera. Part of it was his ear there for about oh, okay, 30 seconds. his ear. Yeah. Close up. Uh, Gus is efforting uh, a a big screen representation of the Texas Tech soccer team as it uh, begins play at the Big 12 tournament. Uh, Red Raiders leading Cincinnati. Well, remotes out of batteries, typical. Um, 1-0 as time is ticking down. In the first half, that's the top-seeded Texas Tech Red Raiders taking on the ninth-seeded Cincinnati Bearcats. And I will say, I think that the uh, the Cincinnati kits are pretty good. They're like black with some red kind of thick stripes on the uh, on half of the jersey. That's pretty slick. What? I'm trying to steal... Batteries from the one remote to the other, but That's, this one's AAA and those are double A's. No, and man. you gotta be kidding me! Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts and comments today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double t ninety seven three dot com. As promised, our resident Diamondbacks fan, uh, wasting no time this afternoon <laughs> checking in. We appreciate that. Uh, they say this so heartbroken Friday, but we came back and looked good Saturday. D backs are fun to watch. Hopefully, we can get three at home. Go D backs. He I mean, is correct with the uh, fun to watch part. It's absolutely. Uh, m- maybe this is kind of prisoner of the moment, and the the narrative will change over the course of the next two or three games. But if you're a Diamondbacks fan, you could probably make the case that you should be up two nothing right mm-hmm. now, based You've, on the way that uh, yeah. Friday ended. Probably outplayed them for about sixteen of the eighteen yeah. innings, but or actually it went a little bit more. But yeah, the. Two monster swings by the Rangers uh, kept the series even, but yeah, that uh, and and now we're back to where we where we were, I guess, in Game Seven, looking at the the Scherzer start and how how these will be, you know, how these in, innings will be consumed. Will he be effective? Will who will he be paired with? If this is a Dunning or Bradford or Haney, who will start tomorrow? You know, I mean, that's that's the it's it's a similar level of conversation that we had uh at this point last week with there i guess two weeks ago with uh the the 
the CS, the Championship Series, versus the Astros. And now uh, as we roll into uh, games three and four, and then were this the, should this World Series get to game seven, we'll be right back here again. And so, uh, you know, Scherzer wasn't dominant when in his game seven start, but he was effective. And, uh, you know, but the Rangers swallowed that game up offensively. And, you know, they would love to do that again. It'll be Brandon Fott for the for the uh, D-backs, and um, I'm here for it. I, it feels like we've got a series on our hands. Uh, Steven says this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Apparently dogs never leave AD's house. If you want to get rid of one, you take it to Hax's house. Well, is that right? Hax have one run off? Uh, this in the chat line. How about those Jayhawks rock chalk? Oh, my God. I cannot believe we lost to yeah, Kansas. That, I guess that had been queued up about yesterday <laughs> at like 7 a.m. Uh, no, that was incredible. Um, I think that uh, it's a it's a terrible loss for Oklahoma. Yeah. Potentially devastating consequences. Am- amazing win for Kansas. Their first win over Oklahoma since 1997. And how about this first top 10 win at home since, I think, 1984? So, like, mm. the last time they won a top 10 home game, I was a few months old. And uh, Yeah, and, and I, if I had to guess, it was probably it was either early in a season or it was Nebraska or Oklahoma because that's how the Big 8 mm-hmm. rolled forever. It was the Big 2 and the Little 6 for so long. Uh, I mean, just by you know, by and large, it was those two running the running the league. So uh, unless you got you know some team got off to a four and zero start and was ranked tenth or whatever, but yeah, that uh, it, the the key to that stat is when did they beat OU and Nebraska back in the Big Eight days? And now suddenly, um, you look at the Big Twelve standings and. I mean the the door is open. It's not mm-hmm. open by maybe it's just a jar, slightly a jar. <laughs> um, but you have five teams right now tied atop the standings at four and one in conference play: Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Kansas State. Kansas State looks like it's kind of going on one of its typical midseason surges, right, where it kind of shifts into some other gear that it didn't have in the first half of the season. Um, Iowa State just keeps on winning. Now, you can argue that they have played a pretty kind of manageable schedule, but they yeah. do have a win over Oklahoma State, which looks better and better every week. Sure does. Um, there's a big game against Kansas this Saturday um, in Ames, right? That will be gigantic. Of course, Bedlam is this weekend as well in Stillwater. That will be gigantic, and suddenly – We've got a bit of a race in the Big 12, um, whereas two weeks ago, it looked all but sewn up. Yeah, the uh, that OU game, that OU result turned things. Uh, just, it just changed things because it felt like they were, you know, you looked at the look at the back half of their schedule and um, felt like they could run the table, and you know, position themselves for a uh, playoff appearance. And now that's a little murkier. Uh, no. And I think the the one good thing about Tech's, well, terrible season so far, three and five, not what anybody envisioned or hoped for, 
is that it kind of frees you up a little bit in terms of rooting interests atop the conference. I don't care who's playing for this thing. It, it could be Baylor, Kansas. It won't be <laughs> Baylor, but I mean, yeah. it could be Kansas, Oklahoma State. I don't care. Just, just not Texas and Oklahoma. Whatever it takes. More tech talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double D 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? Happy Monday. Thank you for spending part of your day with us with Dr. Mike Gustafson and Clint Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today until 6.30. We'll have coverage of Game 3 of the World Series tonight. Rangers and Diamondbacks series nodded at one game apiece and uh, has now shifted back to the Grand Canyon State for the next three games. Uh, Halftime in Central Texas, where Texas Tech is leading Cincinnati 1-0 in the Big 12 soccer tournament. Red Raiders are the top seed. And should they win this game, should this result hold, um, they would advance to take on Texas in the yep. next round. Looks like tomorrow at 4.30. Okay, so again, during our show. Yeah, and, and uh, this uh, this game moved from Round Rock to the campus in Austin, which I thought, you know, that's convenient. You know, I, I and I wonder about it. I don't know enough about the Round Rock facility, and I realize these conversations are bigger than just, hey, let's have the tournament here. But this time next year, hey, Round Rock, uh, yeah, you know, it's not you, it's us. We're going to sure. win this tournament. Sorry. This is, I, I get it that it's... We're, we'll, hey, Frisco, y'all interested? DFW, everybody's got alums in Dallas. We're, you know, Frisco, they got a soccer stadium there. Y'all, y'all busy? We play it at a high school field if we need to, but this today being played on the campus at UT due to weather and round rock. How about that? I am... Uh... I'm probably more bothered now than I've ever been by women's college soccer RPI. <laughs> Have you seen the latest RPI? No, is it, are we... Through games uh, from yesterday, two things that bug me. One bugs me more than the other. The smaller irritant is that BYU is now second in RPI. Wow. 14-1-3 um, uh, is their overall record. Tech is 14-0-4. Oh, Who did BYU play? Has BYU played already? Well, I don't think so. No, they were about second. to play. Okay, so they didn't even get some sort of first round bump. They're about to play OU. Yeah, yeah. they got to buy. Yeah. So this is this is probably has more to do with what's going on around BYU because ne- neither us nor BYU has played yeah. since last month. Texas Tech has fallen to sixth. They were fifth last week. And here's here's what really irritates me. Brown. Yes. <laughs> Fake ass Ivy Brown. Oh. Wow. Vaults Texas Tech. What has Brown <laughs> oh, done? Whoa. What does hey. Brown do for you? <laughs> Fake ass Ivy. What? What's the next? Dartmouth? I mean, goodness gracious. Like, I would. Please, please put Brown in Texas Tech's <laughs> side of the bracket. Are bring you kidding him, me? Bring him to Lubbock. Oh, my gosh. What a gift that would be. We can heckle them in Latin. Uh, I mean, they ain't played nobody, man. Hey, goalie, e pluribus unum. 
Yeah. E, e pluribus play somebody. Oh. They, they beat Albany. They beat Central Connecticut State. They beat Providence. I'm sorry. They lost to Providence. Whoa. Excuse me. They beat UC San Diego. They tied St. Louis. Uh, they uh, had a game against Wake Forest canceled. They tied Portland. I, I mean, so they not were... Portland State. Portland. I don't even know what Portland <laughs> is. Uh, beat Rhode Island. Beat Harvard. Beat Princeton. Beat Yale. Beat Penn. Columbia. Cornell and Dartmouth. They, what, they, what, what is this? They clearly ran from their only Power Five opponent. What is Wake this? Forest. Like that's such know. a joke. It's a terrible metric. That's such a joke. I mean, the rest of the the rest of the top ten is fine. Penn State, BYU, Florida State, UCLA, Tech, Stanford, Notre Dame, Clemson, North Carolina, Arkansas. I mean, it's like two Ivy League teams in the top twelve is just an absolute joke. It's a travesty. It is. Uh, this in the chat line, uh, 80 getting salted today. I like it. I just, I mean, let's get like Brown is not winning anything. Their, their resume is, uh, is wafer thin. <laughs> yeah. To quote one of my favorite wonder, Monty Python sketches. I wonder if the, uh, I wonder if Ivy Google league it. soccer, this is, is, better you know is closer to power five soccer than maybe ivy league baseball is to power five baseball you know what i mean like what oh, I mean, maybe we can't maybe because the, they didn't play any of maybe, them yeah that's right maybe the maybe the uh ivy league soccer still is is more competitive let's see what princeton has done in the non-conference yeah, pick a real ivy will you monmouth lasalle they tied rutgers how do they look? They lost in the to mirror. Penn State three 0 There it is, power five. They barely beat Army. Uh, they beat Georgetown, Quinnipiac. Pack. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a joke. You know what? Like you said, they so lost many... to Bucknell. Oh my gosh, the fight in Christy Mathewson's. Bring him, bring him down here, and then we'll we'll play him in round three. We'll play him in round three. Send him to Lubbock. Was uh was Wayne Simeon playing in that game? We'll we'll take him to task. Uh, this in the chat line from uh, Risa. Oh my gosh, Gus and AD, I'm in rehab after surgery and so grateful to be listening again. Missed my favorite radio station. Well, we certainly hope you get to feeling better. Who was the texter? Risa. Oh, okay. Yeah, hang in there. Hopefully that's a hopefully a, a, a minor surgery yeah, with an excellent prognosis. Yep. Probably a little PT there. Not the worst. Lots thing. of ice cream or other fun things to. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was thinking orthopedic, but I do like the sound of yeah. Well, it could be. She tore up her knee. She needs some ice cream, mm-hmm. right? I mean, sure. what's going to help you? What's, what's going to make you feel better? That is a heal-all food. It is. Uh, Outside this, of that potato soup thing ooh, you mentioned. Speaking of heal-all foods. Uh-oh. Yeah, you guys already know this because I texted you as soon as I put them in my basket. But on Saturday, I loaded up on Christmas tree cakes. Oh, that's right. I've I, I have one. been a noted complainer of walking around stores pre-thanksgiving or even now like pre-halloween going why are there christmas decorations up just but complaining, not, those are exempt pushing them over yeah those get a pass yeah those are okay and they're like i don't know if these are new but they're like gigantic i think they had those last they're year, big honkers the <laughs> big honkers horse name hey can we go back to soccer rpi yeah i mean i'm good on no no i want to get more this, mad let's go this graphic that's on the screen here the byu Three, this thing's saying Tech five, but whatever. But TCU thirty eight, UCF fifty, Texas fifty five. I would think 
And again, I don't, I don't know how their RPI works, but I you know, like if you're looking at a 38, 50, 55 RPI, those start to get problematic in sure. the at-large situation. And I, I don't know enough about how the soccer thing works, but we're still talking about a field of 64. And we're still talking about a lot of automatic qualifiers. Well, but so like, but here's wouldn't I, it be fun for Texas not even to make the tournament? There are there are four Ivy League teams in the top 25 of this RPI. Ain't no way. There's there's no freaking yeah. way that I mean like whatever formula probably created by a fake Ivy grad like Dartmouth. <laughs> nice. Um there's there's no way that they're four of the best 25 teams. I'll get ahead of myself in college soccer. Yeah, I hear you. I'll get ahead of myself if Tech Tech hangs on to win this game as they're just about to start the second half. Currently winning 1-0 over Cincinnati. Texas in that 55 seed. And you think about how Tech beat Texas with the the Cinderella goal with the free kick at four seconds left. Uh, I would think the uh, Longhorns will be locked and loaded. Because they may be looking at that as, hey, our best chance to get in this tournament is to either bump their RPI by beating the number five team in the country, five RPI or six or whatever it is, or – getting getting to the tournament and winning it and maybe you know I, you you know if, if again if this was a baseball basketball thing we'd be looking at ut and ucf saying one of these two's got to give now i think they're on opposite sides of the bracket so maybe they can make their push and get there but one of them's gonna have to go through tech and one's gonna have to go through byu i would think this on the h flooring center chat line uh, we have an update from Risa. Ha, ha, ha. I wish it was a knee. T2 dissolved and neurosurgeon had to add a cage and supports. Ow. Had no idea it could disappear and have one symptom wake up and couldn't talk. Oof. Oh. Goodness. Well, oh, I'm glad that you're back. Yeah, no doubt. And Fingers crossed. Hopefully no get some ice cream. Hang in there. More tech talk next. podcast put together with red raider fans in mind this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction hi there how you going happy monday it's tech talk on double t 97.3 and double t 97.3.com gus and clint i'm aaron we're joining you today from the first united bank Double T 97.3 Studio will be with you today until 6.30. We'll have uh, Game 3 coverage of the World Series. Coming up at that time, Rangers and Diamondbacks, both uh, teams with a win so far. The series has shifted to Arizona uh, for potentially the next three games. Well, I think no matter what, the next three games. We'd love to get your thoughts and comments on the EH Flooring Center chat line at DoubleT973.com. Uh, Risa says that she did get ice cream at the hospital, so yes. silver mm. lining there. Um, yeah. Val says this, and this is a good point. Uh, I've been to Round Rock. I've been to Austin. How could the weather possibly be different uh, I know when you're talking 15 or 20 miles? Sounds like some typical UT, we're better than <laughs> everyone else, we're entitled stuff. And I, I wondered about that. Like, Are we talking about some muddy muddy deal or whatever but they're 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 grass you know like it's all grass 
Um, I mean, I think we're dealing with grass surfaces on both, you know, at, at Texas as opposed as opposed to like well, right? I mean, you know, maybe their drainage is better. Yeah, it could be, but yeah. I'm like, is this just a one day thing? But I'm with you. Yeah, the because like the girls are like you see the sidelines. Everyone's got hoods on and. The field camera had a little, had some rain on it, and so I think it looks kind of sprinkly and gray and dreary. And um, I mean, we've got cold and clear skies. They can come out the low. It can play. We, we can do this deal better than that slop they're in. You know, it, you've raised a really interesting point because with, with Texas leaving, there is no like real tie to hmm. Round Rock Not for this close. event, yeah. right? Um, and you've seen. You've seen announcements about re-upping with, you know, Globe Life and mm-hmm. with Kansas City for the baseball and basketball tournaments. Haven't seen one, I don't think, with Round Rock, and so you wonder kind of what they might be doing there. I don't know what else would make sense. I mean, I think Kansas City has a pretty decent soccer infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dallas has, I'm sure, multiple options that are pretty decent. Maybe this is one of those situations where you throw um, some of the new programs, you know, not a bone, but kind of give a nod to them and say, hey, you're part of this deal. Maybe we put the Big 12 tournament in Phoenix. Yeah, that's you know, true. I or wonder, Orlando. I wonder what the, uh, I wonder if there'd be a, a desire for a, um, uh, like brackets. You know, brackets so that the west part of the bracket's going to play their deal in one part of the country and the east part, you know, and they do that like on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Tuesday, mm-hmm. Thursday, and then, it, you know, then the semifinals and finals are on a Saturday, Sunday or something in, in what you're describing. You know, they'll meet in the middle in Dallas or Kansas City or something. We get this in the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Um, from Sam, I commute to Austin and live just outside of Round Rock. The weather is the same. Curious if one surface is turf, yeah, that was versus mine. grass. I think the I think the Texas UT surface is is grass, and that's you know. So that's the this in the H Flooring Center chat line. Uh, why is the game on Thursday the Tech football game? That's yeah. part of the TV package. Right, it's been part of the TV package for a while. The new one, I don't think, kicks in until next year, anyways. Um, but you know, it always included some weeknight games. Uh, Tech has played those before. It's been a minute since you hosted one, which I think is good. Kind of five sp- years spreading yeah. the love, so to speak. Um, but you know, it's I, I don't have a problem with it, honestly. And I think the uh, yeah, I think I mean if it's a if it's a every five year cadence, I can. I can live with that. Um, yeah, we've known this for, I mean, this, this, because this kind of thing is what's announced, what you know in June. Right. And uh, yeah, we, we've known about this. There's no surprise being sprung here because, yeah, th- this Thursday stuff, and there's already been a couple Friday games around the league. I'd rather play on a Thursday than a Friday, uh, generally speaking, but I, I could, uh, you know, I could see that. Goal Cincinnati, uh, tie game with 33.06 left to play in the second half. Um, 
Red Raiders dispossessed at midfield, kind of a one-on-one there. And uh, Tech goalkeeper gets gets her hands on it. Yep, it just kind of slips. I don't know if that's moisture, um, but uh, she had a chance to stop it, but just kind of pushed it up, and it went over her head and into the goal. Yeah, she punched it. Yeah, and and if she's if she's back in the goal, I don't make it sound like it, she's out of position, but she was she kind of stepped out to cut down the angle, and that she smoked like that's a, that was a rocket. And if she's closer to the goal, she punches it over the goal. But yeah, she she wasn't able to play that. That was a that was a bullet. So here we go, tie ball game. Thirty three minutes left. Uh, this in the EH flooring center chat line. I really like Tech beating AM. How about that? Yeah, I you know I it if they don't. I mean the the the, the lesson here is is there's probably because uh, we were cautioning. I think don't overreact to a loss. Probably shouldn't overreact to a win, but just in very general terms, we're the ones with a new coach. We're the ones with a lot of new faces on the roster. So allow us to be a little more excited by that, <clears throat> especially when you think about A&M with, what, nine returner, eight or nine returners, SEC preseason player of the year. I, I That result fires me up. Sound like Pop Isaacs went off. That's fine, too. I mean, you wonder... <clears throat> I think uh, if you are trying to throw cold water on this, right, in a sense, so that you're not kind of getting your hopes up based off of kind of just one exhibition, you go maybe maybe one of these teams took this a lot more seriously than the other. Sure. Um, but either way, like like you said, that, that's an established A&M program uh, with the lot returning and kind of the exact opposite on the – on the tech sideline, and that was a really good result. Yeah, and, and and both sides can use it for what they want. The A&M people may be going, that was exactly what we needed. We got some guys that are, you know, needed to be pushed, or we got to figure out a little more about players 9, 10, and 11 are, you know, who knows. Whereas if you're the new coach and the new, you know, the new roster and everything and you're trying to build, you know, you could see that. And I think somebody asked in, in Coach McCaslin's media availability last week about these scrimmages, and he said, because somebody asked something alluding to what you and I are getting at. Do you play this to, to get situations and get guys some work? Or do you play to win? And he goes, you know, in our situation, we probably need to do a little bit of both. Would like to get a bunch of guys on the floor and different combos and different things. He said, but if it comes down, you know, when it comes down to it, we'd like to uh, – you know, like to go go get that W. And it's also good for recruiting. Not because you beat A&M. I mean, it won't be some kind of massive windfall because you beat A&M. But you can point to that result, even though it doesn't count, and say, hey, listen, I know that everybody and their dog has been telling you that we're going to be, you know, playing rock fights every night and winning, you know, 42 to 39. But we just scored almost 90 points. Yeah, and 28 fast break points, right? I think. That's, yeah. that's not what we're about. More tech talk next. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today from the first United Bank Double T 97.3 studio until 630 
We'll have coverage of the Rangers and Diamondbacks coming up at that time. Game three of the Fall Classic tied one win apiece. How do you feel about things as it uh, shifts back to Arizona? The series. Oh, I guess not shifting back, but shifts yeah, to. Yeah, shifts to Arizona. Um, I mean, I, I'm less, I'm sure they'll have a charged up environment just as Arlington did the last couple couple games. My, my bigger concern here is, I mean, and we touched on it. I mean, the, the Rangers have been outplayed for most of the first two games and got got the split. Uh, or maybe you could flip it around and say, well, the, the you know, you, you, neither team, you can't walk out of your home field 0-2 now. All that said, the NLC just, or the ALC has just proved otherwise. But, um yeah, I mean, and now it becomes a best of three here in terms of uh, not not for the final result, but somebody's going to walk out of of uh, if if it's you know if one of these teams takes two out of three in these next three ball games, and there's a decided advantage going back to Arlington. But as uh, Tom Stone just got a yellow card, was it a yellow or a red? Oh, I think another. Oh, a red card. Yep. Yeah, I think an assistant just got tossed. Texas Tech assistant. There he goes. I mean, based on how like miserable that weather looks, <laughs> might not be the worst thing for him. Yeah, as there's Amy Hurd escorting him out of there. The uh, and you know what, the yellow card that came a few minutes ago might have been uh, not not for Tom if it went straight to. If we went yellow and red there in about a what a thirty second stretch, that may have been the same coach chirping. Yeah, and I think I think red cards don't don't they involve some uh, like he may he not may not be part participating tomorrow and is that doesn't have that ooh doesn't that have some of those type implications? Ad, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I don't watch a bunch of uh, college soccer outside of tech games um but uh i have not uh seen many coaches get yeah i know don't a red card yeah getting kind of chippy out there too by the way yeah and again that was an assistant coach yeah that's interesting because we saw this kansas uh, excuse me the cincinnati team um get some results like you know tie tie byu and do some maybe maybe tied TCU or Texas or something you know, like and and they like tech kicked them here I think it was three to nothing which you know in soccer three to nothing that's a that's a bunch especially the way our our team plays and uh really tough to score against and uh yeah and but they tied uh West Virginia they tied Oklahoma tied Baylor they tied BYU yeah. in Provo yeah there you go. Um, they did lose TCU. Okay. I may be thinking of BYU. But, that, I mean, like, that BYU result was on a Thursday on the road, and they went to Lubbock that Sunday. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's a whale of a road trip yeah. there. They, by, they did not uh, yeah. did not play Texas this year. Uh, this is the Yates Flooring Center chat line. A uh, good point on us scoring 89 points, especially since our staff has been negatively recruited against by other staffs due to the slow pace of play that UNT used last year. You know, I had 
Coach McCaslin, I, I didn't have him, but I, I attended a deal where he spoke to, I don't know what it was, a room full of 30 or 40 people probably, oh, probably six weeks ago. And he said, he said something. I mean, he, he was up there talking, you know, and talking about the program and all that. Somebody asked him a question or whatever, and he's like, there's nobody here recording, is there? You know, he's basically checking their <laughs> He goes, let me tell you something. He goes, we've got a fast team. And he goes, we're not. We're not, everybody thinks we're going to be that, like the play with that pace, that heavy, slow defensive pace. And he, he sort of went through the reasons why last year versus this year, why they did play as slow as they did last year and why we won't play that slow this year. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm all for winning games slow if that's how you got to win them. Win games. Yeah. I mean, the 2019 team, our 2019 team didn't fly up and down the floor. Beard's teams didn't just fly up and down the floor. They took opportunities where they had them. But, uh, but yeah, he, he was talking about just there's some good foot speed on our men's basketball team this year. And, uh, and uh, you know, think, he said there will be opportunities for transition. The other thing he talked about was our Canadian assistant, and I'll, I'll learn his name. But he said that Canadian league that they played in, and by the way, he sounds like an X's and O's genius. The, the Canadian coach does, our Canadian assistant. Um, he said, that's a 24-second clock. And he said, so they're very used to um, getting, like, hurry Urgency. up and get down there. Yeah. Get, get down there so we can get into our offense. And he said, we're we're taking some of that. Like, in other words, we're not doing a lot of walking the ball up the floor. Now, you don't see a lot of that these days anyway just because of the shot clock. Whereas when I was a kid – you know, you'd have point guards walking the ball up the court because I don't know shot clock, and and uh, they were they were trying to make sure they were organized, and so you're getting all these hand signals and stuff. And now it's thirty second clock. Um, you know, and a, and a coach that's used to a twenty four second clock, he's got us getting up the floor and getting into the offense. Dave Smart, thank you. That's our assistant coach from Canada. I'm writing that down here in the no- notebook of knowledge. Dave Smart. You say they run up and down the floor uh, as is tradition. What? I was doing a little South Park Canadian joke over here. Never mind. Oh, I'll be over good, here if you need me. Good one, Kyle. <laughs> um, yeah, but this Iowa has announced today that uh, offensive coordinator Brian Ferentz will not return after this season. I saw that and I thought, and that just that was just about an hour ago that, mm-hmm. that came out a couple hours ago. I thought, uh, you know, of course, his, his dad's our head coach and all that, but you know, there's a pretty decent level of trust that you make that announcement about a coordinator because if you didn't trust that guy or if you didn't trust the whole operation, you know, what a disaster we're setting ourselves up for. You know what I mean, like if he wants to just. If he wants to just double rods everything and halfway coach or spend the year looking for his next job or something, that's not going to work. But, you know, I mean, you get yourself into problems by that. Announcing an assistant coach won't be back with four games left. And it really uh, probably is more about saving face for him than anything else because his contract stated that he needed to have an offensive average at least 25 points a game. And based on how poorly they've done so far, they would need to average almost 34 points a game <laughs> over the rest of the season in order to kind of hit that mark, and that ain't happening. More talk, Tech Talk next. 
It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, it's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 6.30. We'll have coverage of... The World Series tonight, coming up at that time, Rangers and Diamondbacks Game 3. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on the H Flooring Center chat line at DoubleT97.3.com. Uh, always enjoy it when uh, we have Texter on Texter Violence on the H Flooring <laughs> Center chat line. Um, somebody says, uh, that was a stupid question. Uh Somebody respond. Or that person responds. Yeah, and I bet you're a virgin that celebrates Valentine's Day. Um, wow. Response. I feel sorry for you. Response. That's what I told your mom last night about you. <laughs> response. Good one. She's 87. Proud of yourself. Uh. Response. Dang, she looks good for 87. <laughs> Suck it, Steve. <laughs> it's like it's like an Astros and Rangers fans. Oh man, in it's here. glorious. Just wearing each other out. Glorious. Uh, would love to get your thoughts and comments today on the Yates Flooring Center <laughs> chat line at double T ninety seven three dot com. How do you feel about the immediate future of this series uh, as a Rangers fan, Gus? A little nervous about the uh, game three and game four starters. Feel like uh, the D backs may be a skosh deeper in the pen, maybe with you know, and maybe one starter deeper. Um, you know, Fott's probably been a little better than. Scherzer, and that's the pitching matchup tonight. Now you're talking about a 40-year-old that's going to be in Cooperstown versus a 24-year-old that's you know was called up in June. So who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, now I, I say all that to say the the game one be Friday night's game was played to the uh, script that I think the D-backs wanted. Like they played with the lead, they got their best dudes on the mound late, and didn't win. Um, and that doesn't happen very often because um, they've been really good late in games and they've, they've got good options. And so, uh, you know, the I don't love the pitching matchups as they're set, but I would also say this, the Rangers are the team, the offense, that could go out and smother a team. Uh, much in much as the way game seven of the ALCS went, you know, Scherzer did, wasn't great, what, two runs and three and two-thirds innings or whatever it was, something like that, but – he, he, you know, he didn't have to be stifling because the offense went out and just, just smothered, smothered the game. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I think we're headed for some interesting stuff here. And you know, I wait, we're barring a sweep in Arizona. We're we're going to be back in Arlington for Arlington for Game Six, right? Well, and the and the split in Arlington does also guarantee, obviously, a Game Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means that uh, there will be a game on Wednesday and we'll be at Twin Peaks Ooh, on Wednesday. Right. Setting the How about stage. that? Yep. Um, any nice. other uh, Big 12 result uh, catch your attention? Uh, in football. Yeah. Boy, how about... Uh, I mean, the obvious one there is OU in Kansas. Right. The, uh, how about the uh, the oh, what OSU stringing together? They just keep running around, pounding people, and racking up two hundred and something yard rushing days. 
Like that hadn't happened since Barry Sanders, I think. And if, I mean, and and you hate to do this because this is a week-to-week sport and, you know, teams like Oklahoma State or Iowa State uh, and even Kansas State this year are not talented enough to just kind of show up and go through the motions and win these games, right? So you hate to kind of play the look-ahead game. But if, if somehow Oklahoma can win this weekend, this is who they have left. uh, UCF in Orlando, Houston in Houston, and BYU uh, in Stillwater. I mean, they'll be favored in all three of those games. Like handily. You know? Yeah. Um, You know, and if Iowa State, they probably have the toughest schedule. Not even probably. They had the toughest schedule left of any of the 4-1 and teams. Right? They've got Kansas this weekend. Then they're at BYU, home against Texas, and then at Kansas State. Yeah, that's that could all be, in a row, no bye week. Yeah, that could be that could be three losses there. But you know? I mean, talk about control your own destiny. Sure, I'll trade with them. Yeah, but, I, yeah, I, I'm most encouraged by the fact that you know, we've got an interesting week. This week's going to go fast. Because as you said, Wednesday at sure. Twin Peaks game Thursday, uh, but getting getting good reports from the media availability about Baron Morton's health, like slinging it around pretty good in practice yesterday, and so that's that's good news. And then the the slate this weekend is very enticing. Kansas State Texas is suddenly just as interesting, if yeah, not maybe more so uh, than we were expecting to begin the season. Right, so it kind of went through this journey where K-State was not very good and now suddenly is pretty good. Uh, Bedlam, no explanation needed. Um, You know, Houston and Baylor, those are two programs that are struggling right now. Both could really use a win um, to kind of keep their bull hopes on life support. Um, Houston, now you got to wonder, is is this Dana Holgerson's last year uh, at the helm of the Cougs? Well, they got thrashed the other day, didn't they? And then how about UCF Cincinnati? Now, listen, they're both winless in the conference. They're both probably not going to go to a bowl game. This is not some kind of like matchup of amazing teams. But but listen, to the, this is why I'm interested, right? Both winless have played each other a lot in very meaningful yeah. games True. in the American Athletic Conference, right? There's a bit of a, I don't know about rivalry, but certainly a hatred there, you know? And... I don't know that a win here means a whole lot for either team. You know, whichever team emerges with the victory here is not going to be suddenly like on track and but a loss. Mm-hmm. The team that loses this game is going to go insane from a <laughs> fan base perspective. Right? It's bad enough to just get your tails kicked by all of the um, you know, legacy Big 12 members. Uh, but to go in and lose to a, a hitherto winless UCF yeah. or Cincinnati, that's that's going to be one of those uh, pills that's hard to swallow. That'll, there will be some hopelessness attached to that one. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.